Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Musical Splaining Podcast. I am your host and pumpkin spiced everything, Kava Taharian. And I am, oh, just a warm, oversized sweater and knee-high brown uh, uh, velvet boots. Uh, just that perfect basic bitch combo, Angelina Mian. That's right, everyone. We're in fall now. It's, yeah, I, we, I'm going to use my sweaty balls voice. <laughs> <laughs> we're, yeah, we're doing our delicious dish. I am uh, really happy here that we're in fall because that means my yeah, uh, that means my gooch stopped sweating as much. Like. <laughs> cut for time uh, speaking of uh speaking of gooches um, <laughs> I, I like making these transitions yes uh, today one. we're talking about a very important i think right it's a very big musical that honestly know. it's maybe the biggest musical you could talk about uh ever. is it really honestly yes yes it's kind of like really yes like uh we'll get we'll get into why but i guess i mean they already know what they're listening to if they know the title yes. of it but yes. we are oklahoma oklahoma with an exclamation point that is it oklahoma. is oklahoma oklahoma yes and ma. it is it is um <laughs> ma you have to say it you have to say it with the uh exclamation point or it doesn't count ma. yeah exactly if no. you don't oh, if you say oklahoma. it <laughs> if you say it three times in a mirror uh, with the yeah. exclamation point, Oklahoma the shows of, up. The state, the shows state up of Oklahoma, it know. beats your ass with its panhandle really badly. <laughs> <laughs> so try that one at, 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 at home, kids. I'm sure it'll end well. But yes, we are talking about Oklahoma, the uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein musical about. Well, I guess what people associate it with singing cowboys, but uh, it's so much more than that. Um, again, I am not joking when I say this is kind of like the biggest show I think you can honestly talk about because it is the yeah. beginning of basically all modern American musical theater. Listen, I have a perfect tie in with this as well. Oh, yes. I had, to, I, I had to confirm with Sarah last night because I couldn't remember. But uh -huh. this is also a big part of musical splitting lore is specifically mm. Oklahoma, which I think I don't remember. I, we've been doing this for a minute now. Sure, I don't sure. remember what stories I've told on the podcast or what mm. parts of stories I've told on the podcast. Mm. But the initial meeting when I went or the initial time I hung out with Lindsay uh -huh. when I went to her house for like that Christmas party or whatever. And I don't remember if I've told the story. But anyway, long story short, we had to drive to her place, which was like 45 minutes or like an hour away mm -hmm. that night. And Sarah was like, OK, fine, we're going to go. But we have to listen to a musical like all the way down, <laughs> which is like. That's when I showed up and I was annoyed and then her and Lindsay started laughing and then it turned. That's when they like the reveal came out that I didn't like musicals and all mm. that. But, but the soundtrack that we were listening to on the drive down was Oklahoma. <gasps> oh, so I had to confirm wow. with Sarah because I was like, I didn't remember what it was because I blocked out the memories. But yes. So Oklahoma <laughs> literally started this even more further back. Wow. It's this is so meta because, yeah, Oklahoma is kind of the <laughs> genesis of American musical theater and it's the genesis of your misery. Uh, and this podcast. For, for, it's, there's it's two reasons why you would not be doing this show if it weren't for Oklahoma. Yeah. Like one, the art form might not have been what it is today. And two, uh, your, your fiance made you <laughs> suffer through I it. I literally hate Oklahoma already. It's oh the worst my gosh. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited <laughs> for this because you're going to be on like Oklahoma double duty because we, we are discussing. Yes. A, a, we're kind of having a conversation about Oklahoma this episode. Conversation. A, it's in a dialogue about Oklahoma and how it has changed over the years because we will be watching the Oscar winning 1955 movie and you are going to go see. Um, yes. The Tory version of the 2019 staging of Oklahoma, which I have seen twice. And honestly, I'm thinking about going over to London so I can see it again because they're <laughs> reopening it in really? London. Yeah. In 2023. You love it that much. I I flipped my lid when I saw this. Like as someone who does not give a shit about Oklahoma, um, mm -hmm. all the buzz around this 2019 version uh, had been, you know, making the waves on the Internet. And I saw it with Lindsay because we were both like, yeah, we should probably go see Oklahoma. I feel like this is one of mm -hmm. those things that people are going to be talking about for a while. And we saw it and it was so good <laughs> as some again, as someone who does not give a shit about Oklahoma in any capacity that mm -hmm. I immediately went home and believer. What's that? It made me a true believer, number it made, one. It made or at you least, a believer, yeah, yeah. Or it made me a believer in, in just like the capacity of why we retell stories and and in believing why we do revivals yeah. and that you know something good told once isn't necessarily the end of it being told. And I'm sad I missed it when it toured through Philadelphia because um, I would have loved to see it again because you'll be seeing it slightly. It's yeah, it's a little bit different. So it's, it's going to be playing at the different. Amundsen down in Orange County, the Amundsen mm. Theater, which is where we saw um, Jesus Christ Superstar. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, uh, but that's that's where all the touring shows go. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the um, original 
2019 Oklahoma was staged in the round at the Circle in the Square in New York City, uh, kind of an almost like arena style setting, whereas what you will be seeing is uh, in thrust, which means it's on a stage that is not in the round. So um, but uh, other than that, as far as I'm aware, it is ostensibly the same. So like it, I'm just very jealous of you is all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, OK, something yeah. to be jealous of. I, I finally have some cool points that uh, yeah. to be jealous of me for. You got it's, some cool points. Enough. Took a while, but I finally have it. Uh, tell me about your relationship with the original 1950 or whatever, 43, 50, 43. I, I, you know what? Oklahoma was never a musical that my parents particularly enjoyed. So I did okay. not really grow up. Like my grandparents loved Oklahoma and there's another talking point in there somewhere that I'll get to later about that. But um, mm-hmm. my parents were never big Oklahoma fans. They loved Rodgers and Hammerstein. And this is Rodgers and, Ham- Rogers and Hammerstein's very first show that they wrote together. So this. Okay. Yeah. So more context for you. I did not care about Oklahoma. I hated I hated cowboy shit in general. Like just mm-hmm. did not care. But we when you go to any like high school theater, even middle school theater like show, yeah. there's a very good chance they're doing Oklahoma. It's just kind of one of those repertoire shows that if you like theater at all, you've seen some production of it at some point, probably 800 times over. Is it just because it's been around forever or like what is, is it just easy to put on or do they just like the idea that they can wear cowboy costumes and that's like pretty straightforward? (laughs) I think it's uh, one, it's just like a people like Oklahoma. uh, Okay. (laughs) Especially I I assume like as, as high school theaters really started picking up in the sixties and seventies, like it was just like a good thing to get, butts in seats but um mm-hmm. oklahoma it was in the right place at the right time where it's mm-hmm. kind of the apotheosis of the book musical which uh is what most musicals are these days but like the book musical is a story that is driven by the music and the music also drives the story and it drives the characters along um and it's fully integrated as opposed to like a play that has songs that might not necessarily move the plot or even be related to the plot that are just kind of there to kind of fill things out and make entertainment as opposed to Mm. move the story narratively along so oklahoma and uh this other show showboat are kind of the first two Again, neither of them invented this but they were kind of the first two shows to really popularize this this show also um was one of the first shows, I think the first show to have a full, complete, original Broadway cast recording, um, which was not done with shows oh, at the time. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. That's a so, big deal. Yes, this is a very big deal. Usually, like, uh, if, if a show got a recording of some sort, it was, you know, done... Uh, the songs might be recorded, you know, by different singers, but not necessarily on one album or they'd have a bunch of different people doing it on the album, but it wasn't the cast. It, so, yes, this 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 uh, crystallized the original Broadway cast recording, which is, uh, you know, a lifeline to any person who ever wants to get into theater and how to experience sure. a show shown to uh, U.S. soldiers going over to fight in World War II. Like sometimes they'd be bused to the Broadway production or they'd have like restagings of Oklahoma done at USO shows. It's just kind of like one of those things that is embedded. That's kind of wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's like embedded so deep into the American psyche that like when I said that my grandparents okay. really liked it, my, my papa was a war veteran who loved Oklahoma for this reason, even though it's not a musical that was really written for him. Um, but like, but loved I can also it. imagine like you're at war and it's her horrendous and awful and right. everyone's dying. And then you get to finally have this. I mean, I have no idea what Oklahoma is about other than mm-hmm. the state of Oklahoma, but yeah, you know, it's like a reprieve of some sort where you get to just go turn off your mind from the horrendous, awful shit you're saying and get to see a nice musical and hear some cool yeah. songs. Like it's, I could see how even like whatever it is would just be like, Oh my God, it was such a relief to be able to see. This. Yeah. And this was also contextually like towards the end of the depression. And so shows at the time also had to be like star vehicles if you were going to produce them. Cause it was assumed anything mm-hmm. original was going to lose a lot of money during an already money tight uh, period in theater. Um, And Oklahoma, meanwhile, was like, no, we're not casting stars. We're going to cast actual singers who know what they're doing. And Mm -hmm. we're going to cast dancers that can actually dance as opposed to being like hot chicks, just kind of like, you know, wearing little skirts and looking cute. Mm -hmm. Like it's a lot of stuff we take for granted now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That at the time was just kind of completely antithetical to how you produce shows on Broadway. And nobody thought it was going to be a hit. It's based on a, a, a very dry realist play called Green Grows the Lilies by Lynn Riggs. And nobody wanted to make this into a show. It's kind of like almost a weird coincidence that brought Rogers and Hammerstein together to do this because Rogers had been working with Lawrence Hart, his writing partner of however many years and whose alcoholism just kept him from working. Uh-huh. Uh, and Richard Rogers was like, well, I really want to do this play and turn it into a musical. 
Someone suggested he go work with this guy, Oscar Hammerston II, whose who's, who's music writing partner, Jerome Kern, was like, I don't want to do Oklahoma. That's for like poor folk. Not poor folk, but like it, it was not <laughs> urbane enough for him, for a lack of a better sure. word. So they were introduced. They both coincidentally really wanted to make uh, Green Grows Lilies into this musical. And they found this writing style that, again, seems like a natural thing you'd do now. But Oscar Hammerston always liked writing his lyrics first and Richard Rogers preferred writing his music after. But like their previous writing partners... Did, they did not do Didn't that do it that way. And then okay. this, they, 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 they did it and they were like, holy fuck, we work really well together. Like, did and we just become best friends? <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> and like, obviously like this worked out really well for them because when you think of American musical theater and the golden age of musical theater, it's all mm-hmm, Rodgers mm-hmm. and Hammerstein and, and pretty much every musical okay. theater trope is crystallized in their shows and especially Oklahoma, which kind of set this pattern of like the tenor baritone lead with the soprano girl and then like the mezzo soprano fun side character and the tenor fun character okay. and then like the baritone. Like it, it's just yeah. sets up. interesting. I didn't I had no idea. I mean, not that I really knew anything about it, but that's that's actually really interesting that it's that iconic for all those reasons. In addition to just being something that people like. Yeah, it is. It is. It's the be kind of the beginning, the genesis of, of everything, really. And um, but what brushes up against it that this two. 2019 revival does is the actual subtext, which uh, is uh, a lot. A lot of people have written on it. And I think we'll probably end up talking more about it in the second act, but like how Oklahoma is portrayed if you take the text literally. And then when you actually put that in the context of where the show takes place and um, what it, what, what it's about, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's changed a lot over the years. And I, I really, really, really like how this 2019 uh, version approaches it. Angie, I need, I need you to scale back because I'm getting interested in this. Oh, and no. I'm, worried <laughs> I'm going to be disappointed again because no. this has happened before. But I can't, that I can't does genuinely this. sound really cool. It, yeah, it's, it's, I think it, it'll at least be an. <laughs> I've never heard anyone describe Oklahoma as cool before having seen Oklahoma. <laughs> so, I mean, especially, uh, no, but you're, 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 it sounds like an interesting exercise to, sure. to see the movie, movie yeah. and see how it changes. I, it's, I, I'm not going to say I'm excited because y- you two, you and Lizzie destroyed <laughs> my sense of excitement, but right. We've it's just interesting. We've, we've ground you to a pulp about feeling joy about anything pertaining yeah. to this art form. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, I think it'll be a very interesting conversation and a very interesting experience for you in particular having no familiarity yeah. with Oklahoma but yeah uh, let's let's get into the notes I feel like we- <laughs> yeah um, Oklahoma is a 1943 musical with music by Rogers and a book and lyric by Hammerstein the second I should say Oscar Hammerstein the second Oscar Hammerstein the second yes um, the 1955 film version is directed by Fred Zinnemann and stars Gordon McRae and Shirley Jones the 2019 Broadway revival was directed for the stage by Daniel Fish and modified by Fish for the 2021 to 2022 national tour. Fish is a pretty cool last name. I feel it's like a, it's an awesome last name. If you've got that just last a cool, name, just like I'm Fish. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, hey, it's me. I'm Fish. Set in the Oklahoma Territory at the beginning of the 20th century, Oklahoma tells the story of there a farm go, girl. <laughs> tells the story of a farm girl, Lori Williams, in her courtship by two rival suitors. Affable cowpoke. What's cowpoke? Like it's a. a Cowpoke, like you know, like, literally pokes cows. Yeah, it's like you never heard cowpoke. It's just like another. Oh, like an, you're just getting them to move along or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like another okay. word for like a cowboy or just someone who works with cows. It's cowpoke. I've never you heard clear- cowpoke before. Well, you're not a cowpoke then, I guess. No, it's I'm like clearly fight club. like a coastal elite. Yeah, right. <laughs> coastal elite who's never worked on a farm, never, never used my hands a day you're, in my life. Right. You're just um, sitting around <laughs> talking about musicals all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. I have a story I should tell you about going to the florist. Uh, it's a side story. Anyway, affable cowpoke Curly McLean, not Shirley McLean. No. Uh, and the menacing <laughs> farmhand who work on Lori's family farm, Judd Fry. As the two men fight to win Lori's affections, a secondary romance between cowboy Will Parker and his flirtatious sweetheart, Addo Annie, begins to sour when a third party shows up to spoil. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, shows up to spoil the peace in their on again, off again romance. This, this is like. Every, uh, it's, it's like everybody in their 20s, like the friend group, everyone's right. dating everybody else. And then it gets all complicated and people catch feelings. Yeah. And, double love triangles. It's it's messy. That's the one thing that's not changed anyway. <laughs> um, which man will Lori pick? Oh, OK, sorry. Which man will Lori pick to take her to the box social dance? <laughs> How has a musical with so much dark subtext become the picture of Americana? Is Oklahoma, contrary to what the lyrics might infer, really doing fine? All this and more in Oklahoma. 
Yeah. Oh, there was the exclamation point in that one. That was- <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a picture like your fiance being like, oh, God, Kava, what did you talk about today? And you're like, yeah, exactly. Oklahoma. She's like, why are you screaming in the office all day long? Um, Adapted from Lynn Riggs' realist play, Green Grows the Lilies, Oklahoma made its Broadway debut on March 31st, 1943 at the St. James Theater, where it ran for an unprecedented 2,212 performances until its closure on May 29th, 1948. Since then, the show has enjoyed countless award-winning revivals, national tours, foreign productions, and the Oscar-winning film adaptation we'll be discussing this episode. While the Tony Awards had yet to be created, holy shit, when Oklahoma debuted, it was awarded a special Pulitzer Prize in 1944. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So we're, yeah, we should go and watch, or I should go watch it. I'm sure you've already watched it like 17 yeah. times in preparation <laughs> just for this first half of the episode. You're so much more dedicated to this. I, I was I just, impressed. <laughs> I'm like, it's Oklahoma, bitch. We're finally doing it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Locked and loaded. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Did like a yes, line before um, I got on here. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll we'll go watch it yep. and come back and discuss. Yes, I am very excited to hear what you think. I This is like, maybe it explains why you hate theater so much. Uh, yeah. Maybe, yeah, that clarifies a few things for you. Maybe this is where you turn around and finally say, you know what? I really want to sing a change in me from Beauty and the Beast, the stage version, uh, at my wedding. Very I, I, Doubtful, yeah. but I, we will. You will, <laughs> I will be go a theater with, open, <laughs> with an open mind, as I always do, to try and see if uh, I can be finally converted. I, you know, fingers crossed. But either way, fingers I really crossed. hope you enjoy it. I think this will be an interesting, <laughs> interesting conversation. This episode is sponsored by Audible, the leading provider of spoken word entertainment all in one place. One stop shopping is my favorite kind. Right now, you can get a free 30-day trial by visiting audible.com slash splain or by texting splain to 500-500. That's 500-500. As an Audible member, you will get one credit every month good for any title in our premium selection, which includes new releases, beloved classics, or even something that defies categorization like, say, I don't know, just off the top of my head, Lindsay Ellis' Truth of the Divine, which I heard through the grapevine that the audiobook version is going to win Best Picture at the Oscars, so get ready. These titles are yours to keep forever in your Audible library, which you can listen to while taking your lunch break, which mostly entails you standing in front of your refrigerator door eating shredded cheese straight from the bag and trying to decide if you're actually going to cook or if you can afford to go out and get something real quick, but you've already eaten at most of the places in the surrounding area, so that doesn't really seem that appealing either. So you sit and continue to pick away at that cheese, despite being lactose intolerant, but honestly, at this age, who even cares anymore, all right? Life is pain. If I'm going to go out, I'm going to do it with a belly full of delicious cheese. You'll also get access to our full popular plus catalog filled with original entertainment, guided fitness and meditation and podcasts, including ad free versions of your favorite shows. It's all included with your membership. No credits needed. So again, go to audible.com slash splain or text splain to 500 500. That's 500 for 30 days free of audible. And we are Oklahoma back. I was trying for something and then I immediately Oklahoma. was like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, you listen, listen, you sang whatever was in your heart. That's what makes that's what's important. Right, right, right. That's why we are here talking about musicals, because I felt a song in my heart and a really bad joke that I didn't have a punchline for. So, you know, it's OK. That's like my whole life is just a really bad joke <laughs> that doesn't have a punchline. Yeah, I feel that energy. <laughs> Not saying I, I feel it for me. I feel it coming off of you. No, I'm kidding. I'm you kidding. feel it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. I just, the, the, <laughs> anyway. just radiates. Through some, anyway, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, we we went and or I did. I went and watched the original theatrical version that everyone's right. familiar with, and then I went and saw a musical. By the way, by myself. Yes, um, like like a like a fucking theater nerd because you are one. I posted about it on Twitter, and everyone was like, "Oh my god!" Da, 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 da. And I was like, "I did not doing this. I did not do this because I wanted to. I right. did this for you people for your for the work." Yeah, these it people, wasn't like I wanted to go see Oklahoma, and I went and did it. But they really don't appreciate was, how much you suffer for the sake yes, of keeping people. It's entertained. sort of like when you go to the movie theater for the for the first time by yourself, and you're like, "Am I a loser?" No, wait, no, this is great. I'm seeing a movie by myself. I love this, but yeah. no, I felt like a loser still. Oh. Uh, anyway. <laughs> It's the touring version of uh, the, it's the, I guess the 2019 is what we were talking about yes, before. Yes, the 2019 revival. Um, 
Although I guess from what I understand, it's usually a circle or like the proper stage production was a circle or something. It's like a circular stage. Yeah, it's it's staged in the round and which yeah, see, means like the there's round, seats right, all around. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. This one's just a regular like straightforward, like on the stage. Yes. Um, kind of like everyone sitting in a theater watching it. So right. uh, the story of Oklahoma, which is pretty much the same minus like one or two minor details between the two differences of yeah. the stage version that we just saw in the original. Yeah. Um, the movie is the story of a bunch of horny people who want to bang each other and get married yeah. effectively or not get married. Yeah. Or yeah, try to worm their way out of getting married or like reconsider getting married or, or I don't know, 50 bucks is 50 bucks, man. You know, 50 bucks. It's a lot of money. There's a lot it's of, there's a lot of, lot of the same $50 going around, but yes, it, yeah, is, right? <laughs> it is the story of a, a young farm woman named Lori who uh, mm-hmm. is being courted by uh, this cowboy named um, Curly, Curly the Cowboy. Curly. He's a singing cowboy, like, and... Uh, Unfor- unfortunately, not one of the Three Stooges, which no. is what I was hoping for when no. I saw it, yes. Oh, my God, can you imagine <laughs> if Oklahoma... Sorry. Like, it would have been an incredible film. Oklahoma, but it's the Three Stooges. Honestly, we missed out. Sign uh, me up. So she, she, she and Curly have like this kind of flirty back and forth kind of relationship. Um, Ross, Rachel, will they, won't they? <laughs> right, right, right. Like they're very much like they're very, they're very thirsty for each other. Like just like yes. so thirsty. But, you know, they do that thing where they're like, you're not funny and I don't like you and you're annoying. And blah, 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 blah. Ew, um, girls are stupid. Yeah. And meanwhile, Lori, who lives with her aunt Eller, who owns the farm, Aunt Eller is like trying to get these two kids to hook up. Uh, yep. she's also very kind horny. Weird. She's like, yes, everyone's horny. Everyone's the very horny. Thing. Like I forgot yeah. how <laughs> horny she is in, in the 1955 version too. Like I'm like this old lady fucks <laughs> like I'll get to it later. But I was just like, sh- I was floored by how horny she is in that version. Like, uh, I was here for it, honestly. Um, <laughs> joking. <laughs> just something about a woman wearing like an old fashioned dress, just like being like, oh, are you looking at titties? Can I look at those titties? Yeah, too? Can I look at them, too? <laughs> right? yeah. Actual things that happen in Oklahoma. But so um, uh, Aunt Eller is like Lori's trying- being courted and yes. Eller is trying to put them together. Yeah, and there's then- there's a big box social that's happening, um, like a big dance. And uh, she's preparing the house for everyone to come over and get ready for the party there. And meanwhile, um, there's a farmhand that works for Aunt Eller um, named Judd Mr. Fry. Mr. Judd. Who lives Judd in the Fry. Sky. Judd Fry, which is such a good name. I'm just like, Judd Fry. It is a very good like, name. That is, I was thinking about it. I'm like, that That sounds like a person, you know? Like, it sounds yep. like that, yep. and that yep. type of person. But he's a farmhand who lives in the smokehouse and has pornography and a gun and is like, very good worker, by the way. None yeah. of those things are bad. Yeah, yeah exactly. We all do. It's I know. All good. <laughs> Not judging any of these things. Dude's a really good worker. Yeah. Likes like to look at porn. Yeah. And everyone thinks he's weird. And I'm kind of like, dude, why are people shitting on this dude? He's really good at his job. Everyone and is, kind of has porn. Like, pff, right. He just kind likes of a to, bro. Dudes rock. He just kind of like <laughs> wants to look at some titties. And uh, so. Yeah. Uh, Can you blame him? Right. I mean, this is Oklahoma at right. the turn of the century. Like, <laughs> right. The fuck's your problem? Yeah. And he, so he's like kind of like the town weirdo. And Curly does not like him because he likes Lori because Lori is one of the few people who has ever actually like spoken to him like. A person. Yes. Um, uh, so kind of like the white hat, black hat convention of like yes. quarters. Like one's the good guy. Which this is, yeah, this is, we'll get into this, but this is sort of what's differentiated between the film version and the stage version is yeah. one is like, he's made to be sort of, he's made to be explicitly the villain in the film version. And yeah. in this revival, he's made to be a somewhat more sympathetic character yes. that like, it's, it's sort of a class thing almost. Yeah. 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 And um, honestly, you could see a little bit of it in the film too. Like just in the text, like the way that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so, so they both want Lori. Meanwhile, there's a B plot where this one uh, other cowboy friend of Curly's named Will is coming back from Kansas City, and he wants yep. to marry uh, Ado Annie, who's his sweetheart, and she just who's likes arguably she, the horniest of all, the horniest character <laughs> in all of this. And what I love about her horniness for a show that was written in 1943 is like how it's not like Mm -hmm. she's a bad person for being horny. It's kind of like, that's just who she is. She's a happy, horny woman. She just, that's her way. She just wants to be kissed by fellas. Um, and he really wants Again, to marry. God bless her. Yeah. God just, bless her. You know what? Like no judgment. Everyone should bang safely if and consensually whoever right. they would like to. Right. Exactly. Like she's, <laughs> she's a role model for, for all of us who are horny at heart. Ado Annie. Um, but, uh, so Will's back in town and his, uh, Annie's father said that Will could marry her if he brought back 50 bucks, but he's also an idiot. So he spent it on like gifts for her. So now he can't gifts marry her. her. 
And meanwhile, she is chasing this peddler of stuff and named Ali Hackam, who is Persian. Ali Hackam, who may or may not be a Persian man. Who may man. or may not be a Persian man. Uh, I always Certainly not with that fucking name. No, no. Uh, <laughs> even like the most uh, Arab sounding name right, I can hear. Right. Of. They like, just sat there just being like, well, that sounds Arabic and we're not going to... Ali just, Hackam. Not, those yeah. Persians are Ali Arabic, Hakim. right? Right, 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 right. Yeah, totally. Like, oh yeah, no, Persians are all Arab. I don't yeah, know. Right, 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 right. That's, that's, that's 100%. totally... 100%, right? If you meet a Persian person, just be like, hey, you guys are Arab, right? They will love you. They will give you a hug and shake your hand. <laughs> I love it. But uh, he's uh, he's he's been making out with Ado Annie on the side while Will's been gone. But like Annie really likes him and he's just trying to get. He's also very horny and yes. just trying to like bang whoever he can. Right. Right. Yeah. He's just trying to bang so and far, sell things. Everyone's just trying to bang and like sell things again. Kind of. And obviously, I think the text I don't know. The text never says this. Right. But I think the implication is, is that he's not actually. A oh, Persian I think that's 100 like percent. That. It's a con. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. he's just some it's con a con. Guy. He's just going around saying that, like, oh, people don't know. But like, I'm exotic. I'm right. Persian. Like, right. I have a brother back in Persia who's got right. six wives. Right. And then I got a, a brother who's got one wife. We call him the bachelor because right. he's unmarried. And everyone's like, ha ha, Persians. Uh-huh. Up, yeah. Bunch of dirty people who right. like, don't have morals. Great. Wah, right. Wah. Anyway. Right. Well, they apparently really I like, did not appreciate that, of course. I was about to course, say, I was whatever. about to say, like, uh, I forgot about that entirely. And then I was like, oh, fuck, right. When, when, as soon as we, we started talking about it, middle, when I was watching it. I was like, what the fuck is <laughs> I was this? Like, oh, no. Oh, no. And it's, he's played by the Vilified guy. Vilified again. Right. And he's played by the guy from like Green Acres, too. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, no. Green Acres, the kids love that stuff. Anyway, um, so this box social is happening and Lori and Curly, uh, you know, are doing their on and off. And he, you know, says he wants to take her to the dance, but she's already said she's going with Judd Fry. Um, But Mm -hmm. the implication is that she does not want to go with Judd Fry. She wants to go with Curly. And Curly was like, well, I was going to take you in a really nice car, you know, basically. He was like, I was going to show up in the Maserati, but, you know, you're going with this Judd Fry guy. (laughs) And so he ends up going with, like, this annoying girl in town who just has, like, the worst laugh. Uh, Who's like her nemesis, basically, who she's supposed to be. So then they all get together and they go to the box social and that's, like, the big event that we need to uh, all show up to. And then there's, like, a uh, what do they call it? Like, I guess it's not, not a bidding. It's like a fundraiser for yeah. the school yeah. where they're going to like sell people with what do they have? Basket they have, like, lunches. Like, yeah. Basket hampers. Lunches. Yeah. Hampers. So it's like you go on a date with somebody with like whoever you're bidding on. So each, yeah. each woman goes up there and is, you know, systematically whored out to everybody that's in the town. But it's for a good um, cause because it's a very horny town. <laughs> it's, for good, it's for the kids. Everyone yeah. is so horny. Uh, yeah. So like, yeah, you, people bid on these box lunches uh, with the implication that they get to take, you know, out a pretty girl, basically. And so uh, and then a bidding war starts Yeah, between Judd and Curly where it gets like intense, like. Judd just yes, keeps on, on outbetting and everyone's getting nervous for Lori because like Lori clearly does not want this man to be near her. And like it, Aunt Eller, who is running the auction, is trying to get other people to, you know, bid higher than him. And then mm-hmm. Curly shows up and he doesn't have any money, but he gives up his saddle and he's a cowboy. So that's like his living. He gives up his gun mm-hmm. and that like, you know, he's his just like horse. he's, he's yeah. given up his horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's selling everything. Right. And he just he just manages to outbid. Um Judd in the end and everyone's like we yeah. hooray and Judd is like I'll, I'll fucking get revenge on this you know yeah fuck yeah, these people fuck these they people embarrassed me yeah they embarrassed me uh it's handled differently in in both the movie and and in the stage show but uh there mm. is a scene where Judd confronts Laurie and tells her that you know he has feelings for her and in in the movie he tries to kiss her while he's driving her to it and she like freaks out right. and then and I forget in the stage show it's Basically, but it happens after the box social where he confronts her. Yeah, I think it's after. Yeah, yeah. The, the movie happens before the box social, which changes it a little bit, like the, the stakes a bit. And then uh, in, in the stage show, he confronts her afterwards and, you know, gets too fresh with her. So, yeah. Um, so we so basically and then, of course, there's the side plot of Ali Hakam being like trying to get rid of. Right. Fucking uh, uh, Edo Annie. Yeah. And then yeah. He's like he dupes dude to like buy a bunch of his stuff for fifty dollars. So oh, right. Get the fifty dollars. And then right. There's a bidding back and forth. And Ali Hakim like loses a hundred dollars ultimately. And, right. But he doesn't have to marry her anymore. So it's like fine. Yeah. 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 It works out uh, very well for him, at least at that point. <laughs> yeah. Because Edo Annie's dad is like the judge and he has a gun and it's yeah. a very like shotgun wedding kind of thing where he's like, you got to marry my daughter, blah, blah, blah. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, there's also like th- this tension of like farmers and cow boys don't like each other so there's that like underlying yes, they tension don't work too. together yet like Ado yeah. dad doesn't want her to marry will because he's a cowboy and cowboys you know are loose and uh 
like yeah. to have sex basically and are yes. you know not reliable. God forbid. Yeah, God forbid. Um, but so yeah, uh, uh, Curly and then proposes. A bunch of other stuff happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Curly proposes. They're gonna get married. Yeah, uh, it's sort of and then basically the the important part of it is like it culminates in this. I guess it's very different. This is the fundamental difference between yes. the stage show that we saw and then the the movie itself, which is like it turns into this like third act like battle where yeah. Judd comes to like want to fucking kill uh, Curly yeah. and then there's like a battle and then what I think he gets like stabbed on the like when they're like fighting on the haystack because he's like setting fire and right. stuff, right? If right. Yeah. yeah, he's setting fire to them and then uh, yeah. Curly basically kills him. So Judd him. gets killed. Yeah. Yeah. Curly kills Judd. Yeah. Then there's like a quick trial that's like very like laughed off. Of yes. Like, well, it's their wedding night. We can't like have yeah. Judd go to jail and like trial. Let's just like have the trial here in yeah. the kitchen. And it's like it, very like. Yeah. That's going to break the law. And they're like, no, let's just bend the law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Cool. There's like a U.S. Marshal there. He's like, guys, this is like seriously illegal. And they're like, yeah. well, when this becomes a state, do you want to have a job here or not? You know, like yeah. basically they bribe. Yeah. They yeah. bully him into it. <laughs> they bully him into like this, like, yeah, trial in on Eller's kitchen where everyone is like, yeah, Curly killed the guy, but they're going on their honeymoon. Yeah. And uh, just tell him that he was he was running at you and right. he was trying to kill you at right. the time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's instead it's just like this very. Yeah, weird scene where everyone is very happily Cute. like, like yeah. this is very like oh, it's well. very cutesy. Like, oh well, a guy died. Aren't these kids? Isn't yeah. love great? Uh, and then it ends. Uh, yeah. and, and then they're like they live happily ever after because he doesn't go to jail. He doesn't, basically has no consequences for his actions, and then they move on. And right. Then, so that's that's the long and the short of it. That's the basic plot. But the ending is the big difference between the two. But of course, the setup is what's very important between the differences. And like one of the fundamental things this stage show does is it it puts it in a sort of more contemporary lens yeah where you know it's it's almost like the Baz Luhrmann fucking right. Romeo and Juliet right <laughs> right people are drinking natty or Bud Lights on stage Bud and Lights, yeah. uh, like they're dressed like they're going to a modern country line dancing bar for the most part they just look like hipsters really yeah. is all it is like <laughs> yeah everyone just like got a flannel at Urban Outfitters and showed up yeah. um but uh yeah Judd so like, is Judd looks more like a greasy kind of like incelly guy yeah. with like a hoodie he's got, yeah like he's jeans. got a little greasy hoodie and jeans yeah and like Curly's yeah. wearing like like sex cowboy wear and Lori is dressed. She's dressed like you would think a girl who works on a farm would actually dress, you know, like she's in jeans yeah. and, you know, a flannel shirt. And uh, yeah, uh, it's that. And it's like very stripped down. Like the sets are just tables and, you know, crocks of chili and beer cans and corn and food. Like that's about it. You know, it's fake Bud Light probably in those cans. Right? I would have to really, assume was... like, like I'm like. <laughs> Not that it's like, not the dream to get on stage and pound Bud Lights, but like yeah, <laughs> I was like, that sounds awesome. That sounds yeah. like a great job. <laughs> that sounds like the best job in the world. Um, but so yeah, it's very like contemporary and like bare bones. And other, they also scale down the band. They don't have a big orchestra like you usually have with Oklahoma. They scale it down to like this fourteen person, like almost like bluesgrass. I love the arrangements of this of this production the arrangements so much. were great yeah uh they they just really made me go like fuck man roger richard rogers knew what he was doing god damn it like like this music is so good we break up the aesthetics just because i think like in doing so you can play oklahoma as straight as it as it is but start making things feel very different like so when Curly goes to first confront Judd about Lori, uh, he basically, we didn't talk about this in the summary, but he goes to Judd's smokehouse to try to talk him into killing himself. To and, killing himself, yeah. which is fucked. It's so <laughs> fucked up. Like, he shows up in Judd's, you know, thing. Judd's minding his own business. I don't know, probably jerking off. And Curly just shows up and he's like, you know what would be great? We have this long comic song about yeah. how you should kill yourself. Um, yeah, there's a rope here and a fucking right. and a hook. He's yeah. like, you should totally commit suicide, yeah. basically. Like, that guy would go to jail now. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, this would be something that you would have, like, a Netflix show made out of like or like yeah. a BuzzFeed crime thing. Um, but he shows up and and the way it's it's almost always played for laughs, that song. Yeah, certainly in the fucking movie version is, is like yeah. it's, it's seen as like this cheeky kind of like he's well, he's the big. I mean, I think this is another thing that I was reading about afterwards, too, is mm. like Judd is usually played as like because he's a farmhand. He's supposed to be like this big, burly dude. So yeah. he looks more like fucking. Blue, uh, uh, Bluto from fucking you sure. know, Mickey Mouse, like this big bully that's coming in to fight. Right, right, and right. And like, you know, fucking dude is, uh, uh, Curly is like the scrappy young guy or scrappy smaller guy who's like, I don't like the guy who like kicks sand in my face at the beach. Like, right. I'm going right. to fight this dude. But but in the stage version that we saw, like it's much different because he's, like I said, he's like this skinny yeah. kind of greasy hair dude. So he, he's less physically imposing and it yeah. seems more cruel. Yes. 
And also, um, I, I'm sure how they did it in the uh, touring version of this, but in the uh, in the 2019 version, they do this thing where they turn the lights off when he goes into the smokehouse. And then for a long yes. time, all you see is this camera that is on Curly that has like night vision that is focused squarely on Judd's face as he's singing this song about, you know, oh, it'll be so sad when you die. Kill like, yourself. You, yeah, kill yeah. yourself. And like when we saw then it. Then people will give a shit once you're dead. Right, right, right. Oh, there's like a, and he has all these like little mean insult, like backhanded insults in the song. Like the daisies and the dell will yeah. give off a different smell. Like because you're underneath them. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, it's a shame that he's asleep, but his body won't keep. It's a sh- Oh, wait, no, it's like he looks like he's asleep. It's a shame that he won't keep, but it's summer and we're running out of ice. It's like, like the fucking meanest, funniest lyrics. But uh, yeah. again, though, it is about a guy trying to talk someone, this lonely dude into killing himself. And with the 2019 yeah. version, that, that was when like the switches really were flipping for me when I saw this version where it was just like, Oh mm-hmm, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like they're not like, it's not played for laughs as is. It's just played as like this intense beef between two dudes. And yeah. you're focusing so much on uh, Judd's face because of this whole camera thing. And when I saw it, the actor playing uh, Judd, Patrick Vale, I believe his name is, he was just like crying mm. on stage, like openly crying That's by sad. the end of it. Like just like these sad, long tears by the end of it. And like, then that song ends and you're just like, this is sitting Awful. there going like, is Oklahoma kind of fucked up? <laughs> like just yeah, being like, is. huh? Although in, f- in fairness to the narrative, right? It's like they do also make sure to show that like Judd's thing is that like, He's very like incelly in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like he's he's trying to like possess her. Like yeah. to him, it's like I can buy her. She's mine. Right, it's, right. It's not really about whether or not she's actually into him. It's about to him that like, she's this prize to be right purchased and to be like acquired and to be possessed. Like, yeah, it's kind of serial killer, like school shootery a little bit. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like in that it, sense. So it's not like he's totally this innocent right, guy right, who's right, like yes. being bullied for no reason. I mean, no, I shouldn't say no reason, but yeah, he's not being. Yeah, it's not like there. He's not a threat in any yeah, way. Yeah, he's not like. He's he not is, a creep. Is, like Laurie yeah, is creeped out by him. Like, like, yeah. So I guess like, from Curly's confused. point of view, he thinks he's like he's tr- he thinks he's being like valiant and coming right. in like saving her from this guy who might be a murdering rapist or whatever. Like, is what they think. Right, right, right. Uh, this and, and how this t- 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 dovetails in with how the 2019 version ends too is like very important to me because like yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, it changes like what the show feels like. So. uh we we I bring this up because the ending was what we wanted to talk to uh, talk about most. Yes, so that's, that's basically the whole thing. That's yeah. like the whole fucking thing is about the ending. Yeah. Um. So the ending in the 2019 version, uh, Curly and uh, Lori get married, and everyone shows up, and they sing the big fucking Oklahoma song that everyone loves, and uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like this very high energy, like oh Oklahoma, where the wind comes right behind the rain, and you're just kind of like, yep. well, I guess that ended happily. Uh oh, here comes Judd, nope. and Judd's like he's there to say to give the bride a kiss, and then he goes at Curly, and then <laughs> well, no, no, first he, gi- oh, yes, I think, he, yeah. I don't know, maybe he gives Curly a gun as like a gift, mm. being like, here's my wedding gift to you, yeah, and then. And again, apparently this is sort of up for interpretation, but like the theory, right, from what I understand is that people think that he's he's basically trying to commit suicide by giving him a gun and being like, I'm going to take one step towards you and then knowing that Curly will shoot him. Right, right, right. Which, again, very (laughs) like shooter thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, I forgot. Thank you for 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 clarifying that. But yeah. uh, So he gives Curly the gun and is like, yeah, get steps for him and then Curly shoots him. And the right. which which in the in the version in the stage version, it's like he doesn't even do, there's no threat. Yeah, right, right, he right. He literally yeah. just takes like one step as it, it, there's no intention behind the staging of it. He's just yeah. like, OK, I take one step and then he, they shoot yeah. him and then there's a squib. Yeah. And fucking blood goes everywhere. It's so and it much goes on blood. Both of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like well, being in the theater for that, because I saw it with a bunch of, of, of older folks who I think were very endeared to Oklahoma and how Oklahoma is usually mm-hmm. staged, which is like, you know, Americana, cowboy fantasy, that sort of stuff. Yes. And just like the, the air got sucked out of the room. Like it was I've never. Yeah, and that's the intent, I think. Yeah, like, yeah. like no one's happy anymore. No one's smiling. Like, yeah. It becomes very like dead eye almost where everyone's like. It becomes this conspiracy, really. It's like they're just sitting around being like, what do we do about this? Like, we can't let them go. Like, they deliver the lines very dryly. They're not like playing music. No, it's it's not bouncy anymore. Like, there's hints of this going through, like you said, like when they shut off the lights and they're showing. So, like, they sort of prep you that like this dark thing is coming ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then when it arrives, it's very like, it's, it's without ceremony, it's without any kind of 
yeah. joyousness. It's yeah. very, it's, in, it's in, creepy. In the 50s movie during the scene where they're having like the trial in the kitchen after Judd has been murdered yeah. by Curly, uh, Aunt Ellis constantly talk, like joking and everyone's laughing. Yeah. Oh, and don't like, worry about it. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, everyone's laughing. But in this, it's like, you could just see them like, it's like they're bullying like this, this oh, yeah. U.S. marshal. Like, it's absolutely it, it's, what they're doing. It's like threatening, like and very just like yeah. horrifying to watch. And then it ends, it and Oklahoma, Oklahoma plays, and all the old people in the audience are clapping along with it. And I'm just like, did you not just see? Like, <laughs> like it was both times I saw it uh, on Broadway. The audience was like, after that, still just doing like the clapping along, all happy. I'm just like, this is the most strange thing I've ever seen. Like, just I guess Oklahoma is that embedded in people's like, or I guess that's kind of the point, right? It's yeah. like it's it, we are clapping along to this corruption. That yes. Yes. No, basically it's is like baked into what we are. As a it's, country. it's definitely like, the point. But the audience does it on their own volition. You know, there's nothing in there telling yeah, you to clap. Yeah. It's just they hear Oklahoma We're programmed. They hear the song and it's like such a like a little kicky number and mind control. Yeah. But like it's so that people automatically are just clapping along with it, even though they just number one witnessed this. Again, that squib was such a good, like, it, it just gets, because Curly's wearing a white suit, and she's, like, wearing her white yeah, wedding yeah. dress, and it's just so much blood. Um, like, that on itself was shocking. Uh, so I guess, I, you know, I, I used to be like, why do people laugh during, like, awkward things or things that aren't funny? Like, but oh, sometimes, it's tension. Yeah, I do that. Tension. When I see horror movies, I laugh. Like, yeah. I just, because it's like, that's how the tension comes out. And that's what I think a lot of the clapping at the end of Oklahoma is it's just people being like, what the fuck that I just, <laughs> fuck did uh, I just this do. was really upsetting. I just watched a guy get shot and then watch a bunch of people, uh, help this person get out of facing any sort of like, just uh, like justice for this, you know, <laughs> like yeah, the, the good old boys kind of thing where it's like, Oh, you know, the judge and you know, right, this guy and you know, right. like this lawyer, like they'll make it happen. Don't worry. Like, right. Right. And yeah, like a lot of people, we're really upset by this production. Um, older folk, I'm assuming. Interesting. Yeah, because it right it, just it, because they felt like it ruined their idea of what the show was and what yeah. America is. I guess. Right, right, right. Um, oh, the other the other big thing, uh, the only really big change that they make to Oklahoma in this newer production um, is where they put what's called the Dream Ballet. So I don't know if I talked about this, but one of the things that Oklahoma mm-hmm. kind of popularized. It didn't start it, but it's kind of usually given that like this it started this trend in theater is this idea of the dream ballet which is where Mm -hmm. someone has like a dream sequence that is symbolic of whatever is going on in the plot and you know analogous to that Mm -hmm. and like foreshadows something or you know speaks to the characters like interferes it's called the dream ballet in oklahoma the first act of oklahoma usually ends with the dream ballet and then Uh laurie having to go to the dance afterwards whereas uh in this production, they chose to use the Dream Ballet as the opening to the second act, and it's done with just yeah, one right. one woman. Like usually, it's like this big thing, and it's like this is why high schools do it. So they can have these I, big I ensembles. I was so tired watching her. I was like, "How do you dance for that long? <laughs> Fifteen minutes." It's I like was a- like, my legs were cramping watching her. I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, and it was like the most <laughs> insane, like athletic mixture of ballet and like modern dance. Like, I yeah, no, I just sat there just going, "Oh," because again, it's usually a bunch of people doing that. It's not one dancer right. who's trying to tell this whole thing like if you've never seen Oklahoma mm-hmm. you you kind of only have to begin to infer that she's reciting the plot of what has happened in the first act you know like and having to tell that whole story yeah. and then further it with her body and it and she's just wearing like dance shorts and the sweater that says dream baby on it dream, or I think or was a dream I think mine said uh, or not mine but when I said I want to say it said dream a little dream I might be mistaken uh, I was kind of far away interesting interesting I think I, I mine might be said mistaken, dream baby dream I think that's what it said interesting interesting maybe that's what it was yeah no no it might, you maybe you're right maybe it's dream baby dream you just like that song dream dream <laughs> dream uh it gives like this weird tension to the second act that in a good way like for me opening with mm-hmm. the dance because oklahoma is just as we've talked about so tonally weird to begin with uh at least is how mm-hmm. it's usually mm-hmm. done and where people want it to be like this big happy mm-hmm. like screwball kind of folksy story whereas like yeah everything about this production is just leaning into like well, just the you can also make the argument, right, that like the dreaminess of it is like that's the whole again to me that that's consistent with the theme of it. Right. Sure. Is sure. Like, this idea of what you think the musical is mm-hmm. or what you think Americana is, is in fact a fucking dream. It's right. a delusion. It's right. actually not the reality of like right. what it was like. Right. 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 What, right. It, what it's I mean, I guess maybe for certain people it was this way, but for sure. m- many other, you know, even fucking I was reading about like at the time, like. Oklahoma is like where a lot of Native Americans had settled after right. the fucking Trail of Tears, right? Right, like, right. There's this whole context of it that's not even addressed, right. but I guess that's sort of what they're getting at. Like, yeah. this is like, this is not 
Right. You thinking that, you know, as you would say, like the boomers or the parents or whatever watching Oklahoma being like, oh, it's just okay. America was great and right. things were okay and you could just shoot a guy and it was no big deal because right. everybody understood. They're like, nope, that yeah. was not real. That's not a thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the whole the whole song Oklahoma is about like, you know, we're going to be a state and we, you know, we belong to the land and the land that, you know, we belong to is grand. Belongs like, to us. Yeah. Right, like, which is not your fucking land. Right. Again, with the, like the whole context of like the Trail of Tears and a bunch of uh, native yeah. populations being resettled there. Also, the fact that like the majority, not the majority, but a large number of cowboys were not white, you know, like. Like cowboy mm-hmm, culture mm-hmm. is not white, and Oklahoma is like the whitest fucking thing. It's <laughs> like, the whitest thing ever. Yeah, especially yeah. that fifty-five version. You just watch that, and you're just like, oh my god. <laughs> like, but like, yeah, so uh, if, if if you look on my notes, literally the first thing I have is white people. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'll take a screen cap of that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I know that was I mean, that was the intention of of this production was to like lean into like these things that, you know, Oklahoma, again, is such a big part of American pop culture. Even if you um, have never seen Oklahoma, you've probably heard something of Oklahoma. You've heard something parody it or you just know the general gist of what it is. Just like happy singing cowboys, that kind of like Gene Autry stuff. And just by like these very small changes, not just in casting, but like in in opening up this portal to it being actually a very dark story um, and leaning into it without changing anything ends up very eerily like reflecting that intent like it, with intention of doing that like like I don't know I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm making sense like just like by by yeah, yeah. the very no, small no, choices that they made it makes you ask these questions like really easily and so I can see like if you're going to see Oklahoma to see Oklahoma the Oklahoma that you love the, the, like the, you grew up with yeah it no, gets very not, uncomfortable this is not your dad's Oklahoma yeah, this is not your dad this is this is bad Cinderella uh, yeah <laughs> She's different. She's bad. Uh, She's got tattoos. If you're going into Oklahoma to see Oklahoma and not to, you know, be made to ask some very uncomfortable questions about it and how you relate to that work, then, like, I guess I can see people being like, what the fuck was that? You know, but um, (laughs) for me as someone I mentioned this in the beginning, I had never really had any attachment to Oklahoma. Like my parents Mm -hmm. weren't really fans of the movie. Like I didn't grow up watching Oklahoma. I just kind of knew it, you know. And so for me, like, this is like the version of Oklahoma for me. Like, it was very weird Mm -hmm. going and sitting and watching like the 1955 movie where it's just even though I'm like, yes, that is that is how it is, you know, (laughs) how it was for the longest time. But like, yeah, yeah, just seeing it like that is just like so, so, so guilelessly like we, you know, and it's not like people in 1955 weren't having these same exact conversations, you know, so it's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a very evergreen kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I it did for me like what I think a good revival of a musical should do, especially one like Oklahoma, where it clearly loves like the everything about it loves the show. It's not like they treated this with disdain. Like, look at this folksy old show that we're just going to piss all over it. Like everything from like the arrangements mm. to just like the really incredible casting, at least especially when I saw it, um, I got to see it mm-hmm. with the full Broadway cast. Like these people care about the show and want it to sound great and to be funny. It was funny as fuck when I saw it. Um, like our, our will was very good and our Ado, Ado Annie was so, 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 so good. Um, but like, yeah. It, it finds ways to push it, uh, push you into things that make you uncomfortable, but that's what art, good art does, you know, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. things that make me feel uncomfortable and this made me feel very uncomfortable in a very good way. And while still clearly, you know, loving the show, like it does not hate the show, like Oklahoma 2019 does not hate, hate Oklahoma. It just asks you to look at it in a different way. And, and I, and I guess my question to you is like, do you think that in the original, um, original, right. The original, mm-hmm. original musical, do you like, what is the point of the inclusion of that? Like, yeah. why, why do you, cause I was thinking about them. Like, why did they end it this way sure, sure. in the first place? Cause they could have just had them like, Oh, well Judd tried to yeah. fucking attack him. And then they, he gets arrested and he yeah. goes to jail. Why did they choose to do this murder? Like just even inherently in the text itself, why did they choose to kill him and then have this trial, whether or not they did it in a way that was like honky dory and cheerful and funny, like it was for the movie or, right you know, they do it this way. Like that to me is a, the sort of bigger question, which is sure. like, why did they even end this in the first place this way? I don't know if I have an answer for you, but it is just like a very big, like that is a huge question mark for me. That is like why I wish I could go back and see Oklahoma in 1943. Yeah. Do you think it was like a not so subtle nod to like what was happening during World War II I, or something? Like that's, that's kind of like my interpretation of it was just like, they leave it uh-huh. dark and you know, 
a lot of Rodgers and Hammerstein shows get really dark really quickly. Like, but uh-huh. but people think of Rodgers and Hammerstein as like you know corny big American musical theater like Sound of Music or you know, uh, The King and I. But all of these shows ultimately have some sort of weird question about them, about people in them. Like, The King and I becomes about you know human like trafficking and slavery, and and The Sound yeah, of Music yeah. ends up being about you know Nazism and like you know Nazism right um, complicity and, right and Car- Carousel, which is like I I do love Carousel, but that is a show about an abusive, a physically abusive relationship where it asks you to mm. feel something for the abuser and like mm. all of their shows get into, and, and same with South like Pacific. It's just like, there's always inherent darkness in Rogers and Hammerston. And I do want to know if this show just became like a game of telephone that kind of got out of the hands right, of its right. creators maybe, really maybe quickly. Maybe the original <laughs> was this dark where it was like, no, that's the whole point. You're right. supposed to be fucked up and dark. And right. like, what's with this kangaroo court that they set up. Right, right, right. Exactly. Like, so my, then it my, got whitewashed for the movie. Right. Like the people, People saw like, you know, the, you know, we, we the forties were just filled with like cowboy fantasy. People ate that shit up. And, you know, Oklahoma yeah. is that, you know, even if you lean into the darkness of it, it is about that. And so I can assume, well, one, they were like, cool cowboys too. They were, you know, ending it with this big song about, you know, America and like how we're doing okay. To me, the b- most bizarre thing is like they didn't have to kill Judd at the end. They could no. have just had him go to jail, but yeah. they chose to murder him. They chose to murder him. Even in the orig- yeah, they chose to murder him. Even in the state, in, even in the movie version, they c- I'm sure they could have just like had that not happen. They yeah. could have changed the ending. It wouldn't yeah. have been. Yeah, it probably wouldn't have been that controversial, but they chose. So they, there's just this, this weird thread that c- carries all the way through it. That yeah. I'm like, I don't know if we'll ever get the answer officially, but yeah, it's something to kind of think about and like ponder and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Again, I just sit there going like, I really want to know what the intention was in 1943. Cause, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I find it hard to believe (laughs) like, like that. If you are, uh, if if you're listening to this, this is October. So it is, you know, fucking, we're getting close to Halloween. If you're the ghost of Rogers and Hammerstein and would like to reach out to our podcast, you're listening to this. We'd love to know. Uh, we'd love to interview. <laughs> please, please. Uh, I've got I've got my Ouija board. I am opening my third yes. eye. Like I'm I'm here to talk to you, Rogers and Hammerston. Come to me. Uh, um, but real quick before we run out of time, mm-hmm. uh, I I knew a lot of these songs mm-hmm. just through osmosis, sure. of like having heard them. Like I didn't. I was like, oh, I know that song. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, oh what a beautiful, beautiful morning. morning. Oh, what a beautiful. Yeah. And then one of the songs, I forget what it was. Sarah pointed out this to me, pointed this out to me. I can't remember which song it was. One of the songs is played when you walk into Disneyland, like the instrumental version. When you walk into Disneyland, they're literally playing the theme from one of the themes from Oklahoma. Oh. And she was like, I always thought that was weird that like that's the only place that that happens. So that's just a little fun fact. Oh, is it the story with the fringe on? I've never actually been to Disneyland. I've only ever been to Disney World and Disneyland Paris and Disneyland Tokyo. <laughs> it's it is Oklahoma called Kansas City. I guess oh, everything's up to date in Kansas City. It's better than a Bubba Blitzker show. Yeah, I could see it, hear that. Yeah, Apparent- she went yeah, so about as far as she could go. Yes, sir. Yeah, there's everyone's so anyway. horny. God, that song is horny. Like. I don't feel like that's deliberate, right? In right. <laughs> in Disney in Disneyland, but that sort of like actually reinforces the whole um <laughs> that reinforces the theme of like right. here's Disneyland is this place that you're like trying to essentially like scrub out. Like it, it's all like all the a, bad out of history. Remember man. yesteryear. You're right, yeah, right. It's, like, it's it's funny. I, I think that's obviously like not intentional, but it is kind of an uh, what do they call it? Like an accidental cell phone. Right? Yeah, you're right, 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 exactly. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's so weird. That's wild. That is a cell phone. I always like before I knew Oklahoma, I just always associated it. Um, like I remember when I first heard the title song Oklahoma, it was after I'd seen South Park Bigger, Longer and Uncut, where they do a big Oklahoma mm-hmm. reference during Uncle Fucker, where they're that's you and C L E. Fuck you, Uncle Fucker. <laughs> Suck my balls. Instead of the O-K-L-A-H-O-M-A, Oklahoma. Yo. Everything's up to date in Kansas City. Yeah. Before we wrap it up, what did you think, though? That's that's what I want to know. Like, what did you make of it? Did you enjoy yourself going to the theater alone? I think, um, as has happened often mm-hmm. in this podcast, I, it, it gets really fun when we start talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like once sure. we start, once you start to share ideas and then and once I start to like my wheels turn and it's mm-hmm. always like, oh yeah, that's really cool. And also it's like, I, it's like therapy in a way where you're like, I can't even articulate half these things until I start talking about it <laughs> right, and until right. I have somebody else to discuss it with. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh yeah, it was really cool. I was like kind of bored, but mm. that's just me seeing like musicals like when I was seeing it. at the, sure. like, It was more of like an intellectual exercise when I was watching it in gotcha. person. But right. that's also because it's like, I don't know, it was like fucking three hours with like a break in between. Sure. Like, right, 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 right. As far as like my and it's also seeing it stripped down and, and very, very basic on stage. And mm. that's more of a symptom of like 
my ADD and my inability or like I have difficulty sure. just like sitting through shows that don't necessarily have sure. you know, bright colors and oh. explosions and shit going off. And here you should um, talk Phantom of the Opera. Oh my God, get out of here. That show is made for people like you. Excuse me. Um, yes. Uh, the, the, the movie was definitely like, it was a slog to get through. The movie was really hard for me. Like, like I, but the, the dream sequence was cool it yeah. was, uh, as, as it usually is. Yeah. Um, and it was difficult for me to, to watch the musical and sorry, the movie again, because of like, it's, you know, just the old, I've talked about this before, like the 1950s or in this case, forties, like fucking MAGA, like, I mean, not MAGA in the same sense, but like the idea that that's what people think of like, ah, this was the best time for America. Right, right, right. Yeah. Just the super, super whiteness of it of just like, well, like that just drives me crazy. So it, it, I struggled. I'm gritting my teeth to get through it. And so I, I was excited to watch, I was actually ex- interested to go see it when, when I saw it live sure. mm-hmm. just to see, be like, how does this sort of reframe this and, and, and deconstruct it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, it is still, e- even, even as it's restaged, right. Mm-hmm. And even as it's changed and it's recontextualized, it does still sort of like have a lot of the same corny kind of dialogue. Sure, and like, yeah. You know, the music as catchy as it is, is still very like burp, 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 honky door. So there's some dissonance in that as far mm-hmm. as like how I felt when I was watching it, where I was just was like, I like, I can intellectually appreciate what's happening, but mm. then it's, it's still know, Oklahoma. Also the text is st- it's, it's always still Oklahoma, be Oklahoma and there's still text and I'm just yeah. sort of like, Oh God, like fucking just kill me. Um, so mixed, <laughs> Oklahoma, just mixed. fuck it. Just fuck it and just kill me. It. Mixed. It's mixed. not terrible by yeah. any means. Mm. I didn't, I, I appreciated what they were doing. Mm. I'm, I'm glad I saw it. I'm actually, I'm, I'm glad that we did this. Specific, I, I'm glad that it came here and that I got to see it. And I'm glad you got to see it, it too. Cause like even, um, even however you felt, it's an interesting experiment it's, it's very interesting yeah. yes i think it's a very interesting experiment it's probably the most interesting one we've done in terms of something that had this source material and then seeing how it was sure changed. sure so sure sure overall i'd say yeah I, I i'm glad we did it i'm, I'm glad i got to see it and I'm, I'm, i was interested in it but like i said at times when i was watching it i was like this is this is oklahoma still a little corny <laughs> for me to kind of like break free of it you don't but you don't that's just yeah, I was going to say you don't like um all the jokes about like, oh, I don't want to marry this woman. Oh, man. like jokes about your my wife, right. like my wife jokes. Yeah. <laughs> There's so and many of, course, of them. The cancelable Persian take was definitely. Like, oh, no, sure. I yeah. Care. I'm like, I get it. I, I, I was know. like, whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Like, yeah, I was I like, oh, that, I'm going to write like, like a 5000 word think piece about how. Uh, blah, blah, blah. No, dig I'm up like, Rogers and Hammerstein's graves and yeah. just be like, what the Canceled. fuck was that about? <laughs> But it was yeah. nice to hear the word Persian in there a couple of times. That, that sort yeah. of piqued my interest when I would like, oh. get distracted. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, me? me? This revolves around me? I like it. <laughs> What's that one tweet? It's like, I get uncomfortable when things aren't about me. Yeah. I'm yeah. just like, what is this? Why is there not, you know. <laughs> Why is anyway, there not more? Uh, but overall, this this has been enjoyable. Thank you for the discussion. It, it was it was interesting to. Uh, I'm, to I'm glad we did it. This was really, really. This was this was a fun for one sure. for me. Yeah. Oklahoma, the beginning um, of everything. Oklahoma. Beginning of everything. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, for who, who are listening, let us know your thoughts. If you've yeah. seen it, if you haven't seen it, don't yeah. give us thoughts probably because you probably don't have good thoughts because <laughs> you don't know. You only have like 50% no, you have, of it. You have beautiful thoughts. Just you, you have beautiful you, your thoughts. thoughts are beautiful. I shouldn't say not good thoughts. You might yeah. have uninformed thoughts if you haven't seen it. Sure. But if you want to see it, I guess. I'm just being thing. the nice cop and you're being like the bad cop. You're like, I don't want to hear it unless it's like, <laughs> coming out straight out of the mouth. Uh, if you've been in a production of Oklahoma, again, a very popular high school show, uh, would love to see photos pictures anything like that any anecdotes do you change the lyrics to the songs like i do i change the lyrics to the songs all the time like i sing to homer like um oh the homer and the toddler should be friends like and he just because he just does not like having a toddler scream in his face because he's a dog and i I don't i think most people and the animals don't like having things (laughs) like i'll speak for yourself that's my favorite thing ever (laughs) oh the next time i see you in person i'm gonna go ah like right in your face and uh, then we'll see how that works out but yeah uh hit us up with your oklahoma stories no yes we are at musical splaining with no g on twitter at Mm -hmm. musical splaining with a g on instagram Mm -hmm. Uh, I am at Covetarian on Twitter and at Permafriends on the Instagram. And I am Y Angelina Y on Twitter. That's W-H-Y Angelina W-H-Y and Angelina underscore S-E-E on Instagram. And as always, please, 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 please follow please. our sponsor links. Please. Sign up for those sponsors. Please. Stuff so that please, 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 please so that please, we could please. go see more 
Oklahoma. You want us to go see like. Bad Cinderella, right? Like, get a, do you want us to see Bad Cinderella? Then go go click a link. I don't even know. The only Cinderella I keep getting asked to uh, discuss is the the Brandy version. Oh, the Rodgers and Hammerstein like, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a great one. Uh, bad Cinderella yeah. is Angela Lloyd Webber's. Is this like Bad Moms or something like one of those? It's Angela Lloyd Webber's newest musical, and it bombed hard uh, on the West End. And he's all right. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. It depends if on if people follow the sponsor <laughs> yes. links. You know, you all want to hear comments about their Bad Cinderella, right? Like, yes. fu- go fucking sign get up us, for shit. Get us bigger sponsors so I can go be miserable about yes. different. <laughs> AWS about another Angela Webber show. Our ALW, yeah, yeah. Angela Webber show. Boy. Uh, and of course, leave us good reviews yes. and tell your friends to listen to us. And thank you guys for listening. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for thank you to me for sitting through it. And uh, yes, yeah. uh, and uh, you're doing fine. Okay, L A H O M A. Okay. Okay. okay.